Welcome back to another episode of Making a Martini. I am your host, Caleb Figgles. Uh, this is another of our um, Spilling the Martini episodes, and it is a topic that is just like so super close to my heart. And that, my friends, is Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, the movie, in case you thought there was something else. Uh, well, that's to come. So um, so um, that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'll give you the plot for those who haven't seen it, which, like, honestly, if you haven't, you need to. It's a fucking gem. And, uh, and then I want to talk about why this movie is actually brilliant and super important to people um, and the effect it's had on the whole world. Because <laughs> it has. The themed cocktail of this episode is called the Businesswoman Special. And if you have seen the movie, you'll understand that reference. But it is one and a half ounces of rum, a quarter ounce of grenadine, and a quarter ounce of lemon juice, and one ounce of ginger ale. So um, you mix the rum, grenadine, and lemon juice together in a shaker over ice, and serve, pour in the ginger ale as a topper, and then garnish with a lemon twist if you're feeling frisky. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. But, um... Okay, yeah, let's let's do this shit. So, all right, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Okay, uh, so Romy, played by Mira Sorvino, and Michelle, played by Lisa Kudrow, that's right, Phoebe, um, are two best friends that moved to L.A. after high school in Tucson, and they are fans of fashion and the movie Pretty Woman, uh, and their lives are perfect. You know, they love their lives. They love going out. They love making their own clothes. Um, you know, funky, fresh diets of gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corn. But, uh, you know, one day, one of their old high school classmates, Heather, played by Janine Garofalo, who is the, you know, foul-mouthed, nerdy girl who hates the world, but she invented a special paper for cigarettes that burns really fast, you know, for the gal on the go. She bumps into Romy and asks if she's going to their 10-year high school reunion. So we get this really beautiful look down Romy and Michelle's memory lane of their high school lives, where we learn that Romy used to be fat and have a crush on the high school jock, Billy Christensen, who is dating the head cheerleader, Christy Masters, who is also head of the A group, so you know, the popular kids, comprised of, you guessed it, the other cheerleaders. We learned that Michelle had scoliosis and had to wear a back brace, and that the school nerd Sandy Frank, played by Alan Cumming, uh, who is friends with Heather, has a massive crush on Michelle and completely ignores Heather's major crush on him. We also see some mean girl shit go down where Romy gets the courage to ask Billy to dance with her at prom since it's the last night of school, to which Billy says yes. But then him and Christy leave prom on his motorcycle, leaving Romy waiting for him for the rest of the night. So, like, super sad. So, the reunion committee sends them these surveys to fill out. And upon filling them out, they discover that maybe their lives aren't as great as they thought. You know, like, Romy works at a car dealership service place, and Michelle is unemployed. Neither of them are dating anyone, um, so they decide to get better jobs and find boyfriends and lose weight, which, 
I'm sure like people today would watch that and be like, no, you know, you're beautiful just the way you are. And in them, they are. I mean, they're like fit as fuck. But like, I understand that mentality. Like if you're going back to see these like people you haven't seen in forever, like <laughs> I would want to like look as good as possible, but whatever. I don't know. Um, anyway, as it turns out, they can't find boyfriends because the men in LA are rough, I guess. I don't know. And they can't find better jobs. <laughs> they just can't. Um, and as it turns out, they can't lose weight for some reason. So they decide that they should instead just go to the reunion and pretend to be successful businesswomen, right? So Michelle is going to make them like businesswoman clothes and Romy will get them a cool car to drive back to Tucson which she gets by pretending to have sex with a car mechanic named Ramon. Um, it is a truly majestic <laughs> scene. <laughs> oh, Ramon. Um, so yeah, they take off for Tucson, completely forgetting what it is that they do for a business. <laughs> so they get to this truck stop and they change into their businesswoman clothes and they go up to the counter and, you know, they're like, um, hello. Yes. Do you have some sort of businesswoman special? By the way, that's how Mira Sorvino talks. That's why I keep doing that. <laughs> that's how she talks. Okay. Um, so, you know, the, <laughs> the woman at the counter asks what it is that they do and they just look at her. So naturally they decide that they are going to be inventors and not only inventors, but something that everybody knows, but nobody knows where it came from. And so, they get, they decide to that they have invented post-its. <laughs> so, but like any, you know, buddy traveling comedy, we're coming up on our big blowout between the two of them. Uh, so Romy has the idea of creating post-its, but then Michelle gets upset because it doesn't seem like she got to actually do anything. Um, so Romy tells her, well, what if you're like the designer? Like, what if I thought of making post-its, but you thought of making them yellow? So, you know, <laughs> it escalates to a big blowout on the side of the road where they, they decide that once they get to Tucson, they should just split up. Which takes us to this <laughs> really weird dream world version of the movie where, you know, Romy gets together with Billy and Michelle gets with Sandy, who's become a huge millionaire, and he bought himself a new face. And the post-it lie works, and they tie for the most change for the better since high school award, which I think is hilarious. And I hope that reunions actually do that. Most change for the better. I would like to get most change for the worse. Um, but anyway, then we see them, you know, 74 years later or something, and Romy is dying, and Michelle and Sandy are richer than shit, and they still aren't friends, you know. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? So we come out of that dream and find out that it was all just Michelle fell asleep in the car. And then Romy left her in the car, <laughs> just like in the parking lot. Um, so we get to the real reunion and we find out that, uh, you know, essentially like dreams are just shattered, right? We find out Christy and Billy got married. They're on their third kid. You know, so it's like, what the fuck is Romy going to do? She didn't get what she wanted. So... Romy tells the big lie to the A group that they that she invented post-its and uh no one's really impressed <laughs> shockingly enough um but plot twist Heather shows up to the reunion even though she said she wouldn't and spills the beans because she actually of course like of fucking course she knows the guy that invented post-its who's apparently a guy named Art Fry 
Um, so the A group like loses it. They're like, oh my gosh, did you just make that up? And they like make fun of her for making, you know, up this big dumb lie. And Michelle sees it all go down and goes to defend her friend and tries to comfort Romy. And it like kind of works, but then Christy's a dumb cunt and tells the whole reunion um, that Romy and Michelle claim they invented post-its. So everyone laughs at them and Romy storms off again. And Michelle follows her and tells her to grow up and start acting like her old self because they were perfectly good enough for each other before the whole reunion became a thing. Which works. And they change into some banging latex clothes and confront Christy and the A-group and tells them to fuck off. And not so many words, but actually kind of like that. Um, and then the whole school decides to love them. And then and then Sandy Frank shows up and he's still a millionaire because he invented uh, rubber for shoes. And he and Romy and Michelle have this wonderful interpretive dance to Cindy Lauper's Time After Time. And if you thought that was the end, you're wrong. Uh, so Sandy gives Romy and Michelle the money to start their own clothing store in LA. And that is where we see them be the bestest of friends till the end of time. And that is the plot of Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. So why, <laughs> why talk about it? Um, other than the genius of the story, you know, and maybe, maybe one of the most quotable movies of all time, especially if you can do the Romy voice. Um, you know, that's just my humble opinion, but the root of this story is friendship and self-acceptance. And that's, I think, something that's super relatable. I think that for a non-Hallmark movie, this movie still gives you a little bit of a Hallmark feel, like deep down maybe. I don't know. I've never really seen a Hallmark movie, so I don't know. But I do know that um, <laughs> this movie makes me weep. Um, okay, it doesn't, but... But the inciting incident, right, of the whole plot, the high school reunion, I think it plays up to a lot of people's insecurities, and I think it's something that's really relatable. Because there is something, and I think reunions are so fucked up because of this, there's just something about coming back to see a bunch of people that you left at a point in your life where the world was your oyster, and you know you were going out to become the successful version of yourself that... And, like, for me, I know, like, from grades, like, 10 to 12, all we did was talk about what we were going to do when we graduated. Um, so, you've probably been talking about this career that you were going to have. You've written papers about it, done presentations, you know, for however long. But coming back 10 years later, reunions beg the question, what if I'm not successful enough to face these people? And I think that's something that's, like, super relatable. I think that you know, everyone who's ever gone to a reunion may have felt that way. I mean, maybe people are just really confident. I don't know. <laughs> Me personally, I never went into to any of my reunions because I didn't really care. But I think it's relatable. Um, <laughs> so maybe not to you. Maybe you are successful and maybe you went to your reunion and <laughs> was like, fuck you guys, look at me. Uh, but I don't know. It's between you and you and Gort. Uh, so anyway, the beauty of Romy and Michelle is that we get a look at that insecurity through two, like, wonderfully innocent characters 
who like make us want to be better in general, or maybe just me. I don't know. <laughs> They're just cute. We get a look at just um, how strong their friendship is during those flashback sequences in high school. Um, some, like Christy pulls a real cunt move and sticks magnets on Michelle's back brace, which like she has scoliosis. Don't pick on a girl with scoliosis. Um, and then she steals Romy's hamburger. Fucking bitch. Uh, but like, rather than freak out, the two of them get through it together by like laughing and pretending like it doesn't bother them and just like living in their own world. And then at the prom, Michelle, like innocently enough, says to Romy, like, you know, maybe he's like passed out in the bathroom. Want me to go check? And then Michelle says that she'll dance with Romy instead. So they hold each other and slow dance to, you guessed it, time after time. But then, like, we see throughout the rest of the movie, just, like, the other levels of friendship that these two have. Like, from the intimate details, they know about each other. For example, Michelle losing her virginity to her cousin Barry. (laughs) To the badass way that Michelle comes to Romy's side, even when they're in, like, the peak of their fight, when the A group starts picking on her as adults. Which, fuck off. Like, because I know that shit happens. Because... I often sometimes probably do it too. I'll like see other adults and be like, what the fuck is that? And I I need to knock it off (laughs) or don't. Um, But yeah, she goes to her side and, and, you know, and tries to like comfort her to like, even the fact that Michelle won't dance with Sandy Frank, unless Romy can dance with them at the end. Um, And one thing that I really love about the dynamic is that, Okay, so, like, female friendships in movies in the 90s, usually there was some sort of fallout over a guy. And that is, like, one aspect of this movie, that they're never interested in the same person. They're only interested in each other's happiness. Um, And they, like, do have a falling out, but it's over one friend not thinking that the other friend is good enough. Which I think is, like, having your friend think that you aren't good enough to do something is much more of a betrayal than any, like relationship drama between like a uh, with that would deal with another man in my opinion but bros before hoes or bros before bros sometimes you know depending on what you like <laughs> you know um and then like finding out that they went into business together at the end of the movie <laughs> i mean that really does kind of bond you together forever like you're now in a business at 30 like you you're locking a lot of shit in so they're just each other's person and it's really fucking sweet okay so so let's talk about the whole um self-acceptance side of this movie because it's literally chock fucking full um the whole premise of them going to the reunion is to make everyone from high school think that they are better than they actually are and the climax of the movie is literally them accepting the fact that they are just fine the way they are or the way they were you know maybe even better um, Michelle tells Romy that Romy that until you know Romy said that their lives weren't good enough, she thought that they were, and that they both need to stop pretending to be something that they're not, and just go out and be themselves. And then, of course, that's exactly what they do in a montage set to the song "She's Got It," and then a speech from Romy to Christy that makes you want to like stand up and applaud. Um. But, you know, like, that, it's not just Romy and Michelle that, like, have that sort of self-acceptance moment. We also get to see Heather come around and realize that she doesn't have to be such a harsh person. You know, she thought that Romy and Michelle was making her life hell in high school when all the time the A group was making Romy and Michelle's life hell. And 
you know, it's sort of like this idea of you don't know what someone else is going through. So don't project your, you know, feelings onto them type of thing. Then we see the other school nerd who I don't think I've brought up yet, but her name's Toby. Um, She's like the one who's in charge of everything. She planned the reunion. She was in charge of the yearbook, you know, that person. Um, But we see her confront Heather uh, and telling Heather to please not tell her to fuck off anymore. Because every time you see this girl, Heather is just like, fuck off. Um, but she says, you know, please don't tell me to fuck off anymore because it really hurt my feelings. And she wants Heather to sign her yearbook because she never got around to it. And it was like so fucking sweet. I guess that one isn't so much self-acceptance. It's more like standing up for yourself. But whatever. I mean, it all kind of <laughs> it all kind of flows together. Okay. Um, so why did I want to do this episode? Well, I wanted to do this on Romy Show one because my other topic fell through a bit and then I procrastinated and suddenly it was Sunday night and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> also, I had tried riding one of those Pittsburgh loose scooters and I think I broke my finger and cracked a rib. So like, just give me some credit. I, you know, is it pulled out of my ass? Yes. But is it important to me? Yes. Um, but also next year will be the 25th anniversary of the movie. And I think it's time that more people know about Romy and Michelle. Um, just with like those those two like main themes that I just talked about. Like, you know, how the world is now. Everyone is getting so mad at people for just being a little different. I mean, all right, well, to be honest, everyone is getting mad at everyone for everything. <laughs> but like you probably see where I'm going. But just like you know, accept yourself, man. I don't know. Accept people for who they are, because what the fuck does it even matter? You know, in a world of Christy Masters, Christy Masters is be a Romy and a Michelle. God. So, so I encourage uh, you know, everyone who hasn't seen it, go out, watch it now, because it's a gem and a half. Um, there's also a Romy and Michelle musical maybe coming to Broadway. I don't know, but it's directed by the same woman who directed rock of ages on Broadway. So anyone who knows me knows that I'm like locked in for that. Okay. It's going to be beautiful or it won't, you know, I really can't tell you anyway. (laughs) uh, That's about all I have for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this sidetracked rant of an episode. If you are a fan of Baking a Martini, which maybe after this you're not anymore, I don't know, uh, please, 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 please leave a rating and a review on whatever platforms, you know, will actually let you do that. I I know Apple Podcasts for sure does let you leave a rating and review, so you can go there and share it, but there might be some other ones. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of podcast platforms out there, and some of them let you do stuff. Some of you don't. I don't know. So, and also share it, share this podcast with everyone. We are coming up on the end of season two here. In fact, we have, um, what? We only have six episodes left this year. Wow. Holy shit. So we're in the home stretch, which is awesome. And thank you everyone so, so much for the recent, you know, uptake of downloads. So to any and all new listeners out there, literally, thank you so much. Um, the only other thing I have for us is unfortunately a bit of sad news. Uh, one of our main guests, Adele, uh, she lost her sweet little doggy dog Jackson this past week. Uh, Jackson can actually be heard on multiple episodes of making a martini, uh, particularly scratching his neck and his collar would like make this like jingling noise, you know, like that, like cute little dogs do. 
Um, so I just want to dedicate this episode to his memory. So cheers to Jackson. We'll sit here. Okay. All right. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, this has been Making a Martini Up, Dry, and Straight to the Point. And remember to have a Romeo and Michelle day. Cheers. Cheers.